Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you guys about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge down to Erie. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more purchase for all of your parties and events and have it delivered straight to your door. Now let's jump into the show. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Going to work, crisscrossing with Jost. Right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one-on-two. And Jost. The best avalanche coverage in Denver. Hello to all of you wonderful people out there. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. I am your host, Jesse Montano, joined by the great AJ Hayfley. AJ, on our last show, I said, you know, these things aren't as fun to do the day after a loss. That is not the case today as the abs shut out the San Jose Sharks 3 to nothing uh, at Pepsi Center last night to tie the series at two games apiece, heading back to SAP Center in San Jose for Game 5. First, how are you doing today, sir? Uh, It's been a day, man. You know, got stuff going on. And it's just, yeah. Ooh. Well, but, uh, you know, looking beyond that, uh, beautiful weather today. Yeah, it was great. I enjoyed my time out running errands and in the city and, you know, doing other stuff. It's it's good stuff. What's what's so funny, man, I talk about it with a buddy of mine all the time is when the weather's nice, I don't mind running errands. I don't mind, you know, doing yard work and stuff like that because it's nice and I get mm-hmm. to enjoy that. Um, so I, I totally feel you there. When it's nice out, you don't mind running errands and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's. Uh, it was it was nice, man. Like it was like genuinely. I was like, this is dope. I'm into this. <laughs> yeah, no, I. Uh, I was also into it. I'm I'm definitely here for the nice weather. Uh, I, Hannah sent me a coupon. Hey, here's a coupon, and she sent a message that says, "Use this coupon to buy me these when I tell you to." There's being in a long-term relationship, folks. You don't get coupons for you. You get coupons for them so they can double dip. Anyways, AJ, the app. I mean, that's love. (laughs) I know. Oh, man. Uh, AJ, speaking of love, the Pepsi Center loved what they saw last night. Let's dive into it. A uh, A lot to unpack here. Let's start in the first period. Of of last night's game. First of all, AJ, let me ask you: What did you think of the Avs' overall sixty-minute performance last night? 
I thought it was really impressive. Um, I thought the first period, it was so funny. Uh, Adrian, you and I all had different things to say about the first period on Twitter <laughs> last night. Yep. Where you were like, I thought they played like crap. Adrian was like, I didn't mind that so much. And I was like, that was blah. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought, I mean, I thought as a as a whole 60-minute performance, dude, I thought that was solid. Mm-hmm. I thought they played a lot better than they did in, in any other game in the series. I felt like defensively they were on it. Mm-hmm. There was really the only like major miscue that I remember from the game was uh, when Zadorov broke his stick and went to go to the bench. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when, that's when Barry got called for that interference, which was a weird interference call anyway, because who exactly interfered with who wasn't totally sh- like obvious. Well, to be honest, when I saw the ref's arm go up, I as- I assumed it was on the Sharks player, and I thought they were going to blow it dead. So I was actually really confused when when uh, was it Hurdle or Nyquist was able to get yeah. a shot off. Yeah, it was Nyquist, and uh, he did the splits. Uh, Grubauer did the splits crazy which was super cool i was showing uh i was showing my trainer at the gym today <laughs> uh pictures of grubauer doing the splits during warm-ups and putting his face on the yeah. ice uh she was very impressed by that yeah no, so i'm i'm sure grubauer is very proud but it was it was I mean, that was like the only like big miscue that i really remember and there you know the rest of their opportunities um they just weren't they just weren't high quality and see that was that was my issue and 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 so i i didn't necessarily think that they played like crap but it was something that you you talk about a lot and it was something that i was hyper aware of last night um you know it's it's a word that you really like to use execution i thought the abs were not executing and i I thought i thought they were playing well i thought guys you know the guys were getting the pucks and and things like that I, you know, I didn't have a problem with with anybody's performance from an individual standpoint. I thought a lot of guys were going. I thought I thought Nate and uh, and Landy had a couple shifts early on uh, where they kind of had the Matt Duchesne effect, where it's they weren't moving their feet, you know. And and that's something I've always said about about Duchesne is you can tell immediately when Matt Duchesne is going to have a good game based on how much he's moving his feet down low. And it was something that I noticed from Landeskog mm-hmm. and McKinnon last night. Those first couple shifts. Just moving through the neutral zone, you know, 50-50 pucks. They were trying to win battles with their stick instead of with their legs. And, and you know, they... they Checking with yeah, their eyes. and they weren't getting pucks deep. They weren't getting pucks in behind Carlson. And 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 what I think was... Um, I, I, I think what, what had me so frustrated is it's like, okay, you've seen this three times now. We shouldn't be having to take these first 20 minutes to adjust again. You know, if, if it's the mm-hmm. first five, it's the first seven, first eight, okay, they're coming at us with it again. We're gonna have to make adjustments. That's fine. I could I was I was I was angry that it took them the full 20 minutes. Again, from an individual standpoint, didn't think they were bad. Um and uh They were so did you did you ever own a, a Nintendo Wii? I sure did. Okay, do you remember, did you ever, like, sit around and, like, make Miis all the time just for fun? <laughs> yes. Okay, so, totally normal yep, thing to yeah. do. Like, well, I'm, I'm um, just anxious to hear where you're going with this. 
Yeah, and so like, do you do you remember like when you would do that and you'd have a bunch of them and you'd go to like the menus and there were just like a bunch of me's like in a courtyard just kind of milling yeah. about. <laughs> That's what the first period felt like to me. It just felt like ten dudes out there on the ice, just sort of randomly wandering into each other, and occasionally one would shout something about a video game, <laughs> and that's what it felt like. It was like it, w- it was like a bunch of me's milling about in the courtyard. Yeah. Like there, there wasn't a lot of high quality opportunities. There wasn't a lot of uh, there wasn't a lot of on ice energy, but it also wasn't like super lethargic. It was just sort of everybody was kind of there. Mm-hmm. And and going and and working their way like into the action, right. and then by the second period, everybody was like rocking, right? It was ready to go. But that first period, it just sort of felt like everybody kind of was stumbling around into each other, and both teams were out of sync, and neither one of them was really uh, was was really a hundred percent firing on the cylinders necessary. It was each team was causing the other a little some some execution problems. Um, the, you know, the systemic contrast that we continue to talk about and that, that will define the series at the end of it, uh, has defined it through the first four right. games, um, continued, uh, you know, Colorado wanted to do what they wanted to do and, and San Jose wanted to do what they wanted to do. And that butting of heads, it was, it was like two Rams running into each other and there's nobody got right. anywhere. So, um, that's, that's what really stood out to me in the first period of last night. But after that, man, they second period, Colorado came out, and I thought I thought they they put the screws to them. You know, they they started getting those pucks in 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 deep, and they started making the the San Jose defenseman turn and skate. And that's the whole mm-hmm. point. That's the entire point of the series. If Colorado is able to get the Sharks turning and skating, uh, and have their and have their backs to the ice then Colorado has a better chance to be successful. If San Jose is constantly playing forward and, and playing with the abs in front of them, then San Jose is more likely to be yeah. successful. That's the entire stylistic contrast right now uh, that that is defining the series, and it's why they're in the 1-3-1, and it's why Colorado is working as hard as they are in to, to uh, break the 1-3-1 yeah. down. Yeah, uh, it's 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 been interesting, and I love what you just said there. But you know, if 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 the abs forwards are 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 looking at at the sharks' numbers a lot, then you're in good shape. Uh, if 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 you're yep, you're doing if, what you if you're do. staring into Eric Carlson's dreamy eyes all game long, he's going to make it really tough for you. Um, if only because he's so exactly. Dreamy. I like I walked by him in Pepsi Center, and I was like, what <laughs> the hairs just flowing fully behind him. Right, I was like, "Wow, yeah. swoon master over here!" <laughs> I see what it's what's going on. Uh, I was like, "They better not sign this guy in free agency." I I can't handle being around it's this just dude all not year. Fair. Um, AJ, let's let's take yeah. our first break. That was kind of the 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 stuff. I don't necessarily want to say the bad, um, but that first period was just where I thought they 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 need to switch it on. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about uh, how they did that and and what the what the outcome was, what the result of them turning it on was. BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We will be right back. 
biggest benefits of CBD are our cognitive, our neuroprotection, neuroregeneration, anti-inflammatory, and then a lot of the most common situations that, that people are taking it are for pain. That is Arthur Jaffe, a former CU Buffs football player and founder of Elixinol, a Colorado-based company focused on providing the highest quality of CBD oil and hemp extracts in the world. Like Arthur mentioned earlier, CBD has significant medical benefits and isn't limited to just athletes. Everyone can take it, from adults and children to even your dog. I wished I would have learned about it or that it would have been more prominent at a younger age to potentially have, have given my father a, a significant opportunity to fight prostate cancer, which ultimately took his life when I was 13. You know, I really think that it would have helped him. Arthur and the folks over at Elixinol's mission is to educate, inspire, and empower others to live naturally healthy, happy lives. To learn more and join the CBD conversation, check out Elixinol.com. Segment number two, BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we get the segment started... I want to remind you guys about one of our newest sponsors, The Green Solution. Green Solution has 17 Colorado locations and an express checkout to get you in and out as fast as possible. Get on your phone right now. Go to their website, mygreensolution.com. Order your flour, concentrate, edibles, and topicals online and head to the closest Green Solution for pickup. Use the promo code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Jesse Montano, AJ Hayfley here talking abs, sharks, game four. The abs shut the San Jose Sharks out three to nothing to tie the series back at two games apiece, uh, heading back to San Jose. AJ, we spent the first segment talking a little bit about a, a first period that the, uh, the three of us here on the, uh, BSN Avalanche beat all had a different, uh, different reaction to different opinion on. So I wanted us to kind of air that out. Um, and, and, you know, just, just kind of give, give the, the, the nice confused folks of Twitter some clarification, but I think you and I can both agree. There were areas where the Avs struggled to execute in that first period. They came out in the second and man, what a performance uh, they put on. And Kale McCarr, uh, Miko Ranton, and Nathan McKinnon get the uh, you know they, they break the ice. And uh, let's talk about that first goal there. Kale McCarr and Sam Gerrard make some absolute magic happen at the blue line. Yeah. And and what a pass by Kale McCarr on that rolling puck. Yeah, I mean, I I I mean, honestly, I loved the play from Gerrard. Um, keeping the puck in, mm-hmm. um, skating it through the zone like that with that kind of speed, um, he he was really the you know he was the he was the third assist right. Mm-hmm. Uh, McCarr, no Gerard. Oh Gerard, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. He he was he was so good on that. He was so good on that play. It was um it it, it bumped me out. He didn't get a point for it just because um, he did he did such a great job moving the puck and, and creating an offensive opportunity. And then that's the kind of thing that we have not seen from him uh, as much throughout the, the, the two, you know, his first two seasons, Mm -hmm. Uh, we haven't, we haven't seen a lot of that like real creativity in the offensive zone. You know, we see, we see the spin move 
And that's okay. That's all good and well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't see beyond that. You know, he doesn't usually get deep into the zone and look to create from there. And he did that on that play. And I liked, I liked all of that. I liked all, I liked everything about it. And I mean, the play from Makar, you know, bouncing puck, trying to handle it, everything that's going into it. Um, it's just a really impressive display of skill. And I joked with Mac after the game, I was like, yo, man, Ian Desmond's not very good. If the Rockies need a, need a bench guy, you, you might be able to swing your way over there. <laughs> and he laughed and he said, thanks, dude. And then he also said, I suck at baseball. Oh, So maybe not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But point is, could have fooled me given, uh, given that little play, a little great little swipe of the puck out of the air and, did a good job and it was super it was such a good it was such a good greasy goal for McKinnon that that's you know maybe maybe as important as the goal itself your super flashy highlight reel superstar is going to the front of the net and scoring garbage goals like the rest of the peasants you right know, it's it sets it sets the tone for the whole team everybody is going to do it at then, you know, it's so easy to follow suit when you have a guy of that skill level playing the way that he is, you know, dominating playoff games and, and crashing the net like that and scoring a goal like that. That's not, you know, that's, that's not like, Oh, look at this amazing highlight of him flying down the wing and beating Mike Smith club side in overtime. It was none of that. He was just standing in front, whacking away like everybody else, trying to just trying to get that puck in somehow. Yeah, and I think that's such a that's so huge for for their identity and and for the team as a whole to have a superstar that's willing to get into the dirty areas and play that way. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, that's your superstar. Let's talk about. Actually, I'm going to pause on the unsung heroes really fast. Uh, I want to talk about that save Philip Grubauer made with about 20 seconds to go in the second period to keep it a one nothing lead. Uh, first of all, Grubauer, you know, not a lot of high danger stuff last night, but man, oh man, was he solid. And that's what you need, man, in, in the playoffs all year, really, from, from your goaltender. You need solid play, and they need to make the saves uh, that they need to, and they need to steal one for you every now and then. And I think, uh, I think, pretty comfortable saying Phil Grubauer did both of those things last night. Yeah. I mean, don't for a goalie man. It's, it's funny because it's such a hard job, but like the job description is easy. Keep the puck out of it. You're right. And don't, don't give up soft goals. You know, don't, don't give up any of the weak stuff from far away where you can see it, where you're just like, dude, where the defense couldn't have possibly done anything more to have helped you on that play. <laughs> don't, don't, don't give up easy goals like that. Uh, and occasionally make a brilliant save, you know, occasionally make, make a huge stop that, you know, would have changed the game had you not made it Yeah, where you make the stop and you're like, Oh, okay, well, we're just going to continue on with the score and everything remains the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, but had you not made it, it would have totally changed that, the course of the game. Just, Stop pucks, dude. And Grubauer is has done a great job of simplifying his process, his mindset, everything that he's needed to do 
to be successful on a consistent basis. He has done. Uh, it's it's really impressive to watch. He just goes about his business. He did not play particularly well in Game 3. Uh, he got bailed out by uh, San Jose hitting all of the posts that they could find. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and the guy gave up goals. Like, he just did. But they, he, he bounced back with such a solid performance. Like, there was nothing spectacular about it last night. No, outside of outside of one or two saves that I can think of, uh, no, it was all just routine. Right, he was right position, getting hit in the chest over and over and over. It was like it was like a team full of Alex Kerfoot shooting at him. <laughs> you know, uh, who I can I just say I feel awful for him. Yeah, and, he is so cursed. Yeah, and and to you know, I thought he played pretty well last night. I thought he was generating. I thought he had some chances. And he's it, playing with speed. He the we're gonna dump the puck into the zone and he's gonna go crush somebody uh on the four check and get the puck back for us. That play actually worked. <laughs> they got a scoring chance out of that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, if Kerfoot's doing that and the guy's not scoring, he's just cursed. He needs yeah. he needs to break all of his sticks, he needs to light him on fire. He needs to have a straight-up seance in the locker room. Well, what about that play he made on Eric Carlson for that fantastic, uh, you know, opportunity down low? Great play on 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 Carlson. Lifts the stick. It's a point blank yeah. chance, and and he's just robbed by by uh, you know. Uh, I wanted to say Spencer. Martin, I want to say Jones. Spencer Martin. Martin Jones. Yeah. Um, not much. <laughs> not much else. Kerfoot could do there. Uh, I, I, on his, his reaction said everything. Yep. You know, he puts a stick on his helmet and he said a bunch of adult words and it was the same reaction that he had at morning skate. Uh, when, uh, he, he got robbed by Varley Mm -hmm. the other day on, on like a one timer where Varley slid post to post and just straight robbed him with the glove. And he looked up. He looked up at the ceiling, and he just, oh my god! Yeah. And I'm and I'm like, dude, this guy can't even score in practice right now. Well, and 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 here's here's my thing though is, yes, obviously you'd like to see him, you know, contributing, uh, you know, a little more on the on the actual score sheet. But as long as you are in a position where, you know, you're still winning games. If you're just getting the good play out of him and the production, I think that's something that that we can live with. Now, when now if it becomes you know a situation where you know the offense is dried up and you're not getting anything, everything is a little diluted when you're winning, right? So the series is two to two. So right right now you haven't noticed that Kerfoot isn't going, and, and you can appreciate the strong plays he's making. Um, he needs to break out of that though. At some point he needs to get a goal here in these playoffs uh, to hopefully get him going here a little bit. Since we are on the topic of Alexander Kerfoot, let's go ahead and shift the focus a little bit here before we go to break. You know, like I said, it's, it's easy to talk about Kale McCard and Nathan McKinnon and, and Miko and, and, and Grubauer. I want to take a couple minutes here to appreciate what Colin Wilson uh, and, and Matt Nieto have done in these playoffs. You know, a lot of talk about 
uh, lack of depth and, oh, this is a one-man show, and if you can shut down McKinnon, that's the whole team. Colin Wilson and Matt Nieto have been have been fantastic for the Avs in these playoffs. They've scored some big goals. Uh, I know you don't like the phrase. They've scored timely goals, and, uh, you know, they, they, they have been – Colin Wilson in particular – you and I have talked about it nonstop for the last, you know, two seasons now. There is mm-hmm. is no guy easier to root for on this Abs team than Colin Wilson. Just, I, I mean, absolutely fantastic to to talk to, uh, you know, a, a real professional in, in every sense. And I think you've seen all of that fully on display in the playoffs. Is is that this guy shows up and works? Yeah, I mean, he just he, he just does what he does, man. I mean, he is who he is. He doesn't he doesn't try to play above uh, his means. He understands who he is and what he's good at and where he's going to be successful. And you know, he really does bring an element to the Avalanche that they don't have elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, as a guy who digs pucks out, I always get these guys after power plays don't work. I always get at least one tweet. Why is Colin Wilson on PP one? <laughs> and it's like, well, the guy digs pucks out and he stands in front of the net and redirects pucks into the net. And like, that's that, that's that player's role in the power play unit. Mm-hmm. That's what that guy is supposed to do. It's not a skill thing. Like if they were to go out and get an Artemi Panarin, they're not going to ask Panarin to do that. Right. You know, like they're, that's a specific kind of guy. That's why that, that role has largely been filled by Comfer. Uh, Comfer and, and Wilson this year with a little bit of Kerfoot mixed in. Soderberg um, on occasion if they bump him up from PP2. Right. Like the very occasional Jost shift. Like, right. Like, point is, they've cycled that spot a little bit. Uh, but Wilson is a guy that they've they've gotten, they've had comfort with mm-hmm. because he's been, he's been solid. He provides them with consistency in what he does in that role. And it's not necessarily to score goals that he has is just like, okay, you know, he's got two deflection goals uh, where McKinnon passed it right to his stick, right to the blade and he chipped it in. And that's, that was the play. Now, now let me, let me stop you there though, because uh, honestly, and, and I, and I know this isn't what you're doing, but just in case anyone out there is doing it, I don't want that to sell Colin Wilson what he's done for the absence playoffs short. Is that, oh, he got tipping goals. And again, oh. I know that's not what you're doing, but certainly not. You know, for me, this is exactly what when the Nashville Predators call, drafted Colin Wilson, what you've seen through these nine playoff games, I think is what they were hoping for. There's a guy that, that stands in the middle, yeah. ha- has enough skill to to put pucks on net, re- redirect pucks on net. And what's something you hear all the time? It takes talent to play with talent. I give Pat Maroon a hard time because the only time he was ever relevant uh, was this playoffs and when he played with Connor McDavid. But you have to give guys credit. It's easy to go to the net. It's difficult to go to the net with your stick down, take a beating, and make yourself available. Colin Wilson does that, and and it's hard to find guys that that have a nose like that for the net. But there's a reason why when Miko Rantanen makes an insane pass to to where someone should be, Colin Wilson's there. the The two deflections he had earlier in the playoffs, those are not easy plays to make. 
And not at all. And six points in nine games. I'm so happy to see Colin Wilson having some success. Uh, I think I think he's got skill. I think he's got the ability, and it's it's good to see him put it on display. But keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm. I mean, he's he's been exactly what they needed is in terms of depth, guys. Like we talk about, all oh, the secondary scoring has to step up, and you know, there's got to be somebody else that it it comes from. Like the the kind of the quiet beauty of this Avalanche lineup this year is that they've gotten it a lot of it. It's just been really spread out. It hasn't been from the same couple of guys who have been ultra reliable mm-hmm. that where you say, you know, okay, well, we're going to get it from Colin Wilson. You know, right now they're getting it from Colin Wilson and Matt Nieto and Carl Soderberg. I don't think could buy a goal. I think he would get arrested halfway through the process. Well, that's what it looked like last night. And, and, and talk about snake bit when you double hit I, your own crazy, shot dude. out of the crease, the, Dude, it's it's. I feel so bad for him. Like that dude. Talk about a guy that needs to have a seance. Yeah, no kidding. Needs to needs to do something to to fix whatever is up because it's 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 hard to watch just because you know he's so much better. Mm-hmm. And we'd be we'd be talking about his overall play. It would be like, yeah, he maybe has struggled a little bit, but he's got three goals. Right. Right. You know, um, then we don't have that. So, uh, AJ, real quick before we go to break, one last person you just mentioned his name, Matt Nieto. Uh, seven points in nine games so far through these uh, through these playoffs, including four goals. Talk about exactly what you needed and, and guys to step up when you need them to. You and I spoke a lot about this was another one of those kind of sneaky injuries uh, earlier in the year. You know, we mentioned Colin Wilson, Vladislav Kamenev that really hurt the depth. Matt Nieto was a guy, and, and we had some people laugh at us when we said the Avs are missing Matt Nieto. Now, you're not going to get this type of production you know, out of, out of Matt Nieto every night. But, man, yeah. this is the kind of element that you were just talking about with Colin Wilson. You need that depth, and this is a guy with some playoff experience. He's been to the Stanley Cup Finals before, um, showing up when he needs to. And when the Avs need him to. Well, and he was... He was he was important for the Sharks of that that Stanley Cup run yeah. too. He had a he, he like goal. doing exactly what he's doing for Colorado right now. He was important on that run, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's why when he got put on waivers the next year, uh, when he just couldn't get things going and the Sharks didn't want to sit and wait around on him, um, that's why there were a bunch of teams that put claims in on yeah. him. It was not like. It was not like Colorado was the only one. They just, you know, <laughs> they were first in the priority, so they got him. And, but, and it was it was pretty uh, clear too. I remember when when his name hit waivers, it was almost universal. He will be claimed. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're, yeah. they're they're not getting Matt Nieto through. Someone will claim him. Um, yeah, I couldn't believe they couldn't deal him for something. Mm-hmm. That that I mean, wow. Either it was it was arrogance or it was legitimate and just mismanagement. Yeah. Uh, but either either way, man, Colorado did a good job. They they said, sure, we'll take the free player, especially given the the, the problems that they were having at the time. Yeah. Uh, I remember I remember it being funny because people were like, oh, we have to claim Matt Nieto, you know, problems fixed, guys. And now you fast forward and the guy is a key player in a very unexpected playoff run. Yeah. And and doing a great job, and like he looks like a guy that 
uh, right now, I mean, that's that's a guy that I would give, you know, a two or three year deal to. I'd, I'd I'll give I'd give like a two year deal to, uh, at, at like two million dollars and just keep him around. Let him be a third or fourth line guy for you. Uh, he does everything asked. He's a great guy in the room. He's very well liked. Um, that's he's he's quietly gone from being a guy that drove me crazy last <laughs> year uh, to to being a really important player. Well, there you go. Let's take our last break here. When we come back, we will do what we have done almost every episode for the last month or so and give you kind of a brief look around the league and and maybe talk a little bit about game five and and uh, what uh, what some of the secrets might be to the Avs bringing a three to two series lead back home. Before we do that, do you know what time it is? AJ, do you know what time it is? It is coffee time, and it's not just any coffee. This is game-changing coffee coming from Strava Craft Coffee. It is the CBD enriched coffee that has really changed lives, and their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It has even helped decrease anxiety. CBD is all-natural and non-psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we could not recommend it more to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2019 at checkout and get it shipped straight to your door. BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. We will be right back. Green Mountain Dental Group is a family-owned business that has been a staple in Lakewood for over 40 years. Whether it's cosmetic, oral surgery, or preventative dentistry, at Green Mountain Dental Group you will find nothing but the best. We have chosen Green Mountain Dental and will continue to attend Green Mountain Dental because of the superior care that we receive from them. Their facility is amazing and above all, it's the personal touch that we receive from the people there, including Dr. Ben Jr. and Ann and Mary and Sherry and Marie. They've known me was my husband, my children, and now my grandchildren and are just incredible with all of us. That was Annette. She's been a patient at Green Mountain Dental Group since 1976 and truly loves their service. Never did I think in 1976 how blessed we would be to recognize the people at Green Mountain Dental and are so thankful that they have been a part of our lives. For all new patients, Green Mountain Dental Group offers free teeth whitening trays when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. Just mention BSN Denver. Third and final segment, BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Jesse Montano, AJ Hayfley here. Abs Sharks all tied up at two games apiece. Game yeah, yeah, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm really excited. <laughs> game five tomorrow in San Jose. Uh, game four is always so interesting because it's either three to one and one team's back is against the wall or it's two to two and you're down to a best of three. Uh, good to see the abs pull even AJ just very quickly. Um, we've said it a thousand times. What is, what do the abs need to do in San Jose tomorrow um, to give themselves a shot at, at coming home with a lead? First thing, score the first goal. Yeah. Um, don't let them start to feel good about themselves. Don't give them any kind of confidence. Um, they don't. They don't necessarily feel very good about themselves right now. 
they're they're asking themselves hard life questions. Make them keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, stay stay out of the penalty box. They've actually done a pretty good job of that this series. Uh, San Jose's power play is one for ten in this series. The one goal coming with ten seconds left and didn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. So the PK has been fantastic. Now that I've given them props for it, I completely expect it to go off the rails because that's just how life works. Um, I, you know, honestly, man, I'm <laughs> just win the stylistic battle. Play fast, play, play aggressive. Don't play stubborn. Uh, do, do what you have to do in order to, to, to break the one, three, one, and they will be successful. They, have shown that if they are the ones that are dictating play, uh, even by just a just a little bit, they can they can win. They can hang with these guys. They can beat these guys. Mm-hmm. They're just the Sharks. Just are not that much better than Colorado, if any better at all. Real quickly, what have you thought of the uh, the NBC ratings, man? I mean, how how proud of 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 Denver are you? I'm f- not only just the ratings that that Denver is showing out, uh, and and that they're they're watching and they're tuning in, but Pepsi Center, man, all you guys going to the games, acting a fool and getting all crazy, love it. I literally can't hear myself uh, talking to the guy that sits next to me in the press box. Mm-hmm. I don't mean Adrian; I mean the other guy. <laughs> um, and and we can't hear each other. We cannot have conversations in the press box during the game because uh everybody it's just too it's too loud dude it's just too loud and it's awesome i am i am all about it i love that the fans have gotten so crazy and that everybody has bought into this team and that everybody seems to understand that this this has the potential to be something special and it's raising it's raising the profile of the avalanche in denver and it's raising expectations for this team, this organization. It's everything that's been needing to happen for the last 10 years, all right in front of us. It's finally starting to happen, and it's awesome. I'm, I couldn't be happier for all the fans who stuck through it, all the fans who, you know, lived through the 48-point fiasco uh, and continued to believe. I'm not talking about the guy that tweets that's, you know, same old abs every time they lose a game or the guy that gets on his Twitter account and wants to, wants to only find the negatives in this crazy run. This is fun. And if you can't appreciate that, I'm legitimately sorry. Um, and that sucks. This is, this is a cool run. They're doing something special right now. This is a different group. It's a special group. I think this is just the beginning of something really cool. And they aren't, the big thing is they're not being led by guys who are of a certain age. Yeah. It's all, it's a total youth movement, man. And that's, that's so important because you, you look at other teams, look at the Winnipeg's, you know, look at the Nashville's they've got serious decisions to make and they've got real questions about how viable their, their long-term competitive window, um, really is going to be because they might have to get rid of some of these guys. And if that's the case, then they were here for two years and this was it, you know? And I think, I think Colorado, Colorado's being led by 
all you know, young, young guns. You know, they've gotten some, you know, Colin Wilson, you know, Eric Johnson. They've gotten some some contributions from some guys that, you know, are a little older. And I was talking about Colin Wilson like he's older. He's like 28 years old. But, um, but, but as long as those aren't the ones driving the bus. Right. Like, this is the beginning of what should be a serious run here. Um, and, and the Avs really are going to have an opportunity to do something truly, truly special in the next few years because they're going to have all the assets, uh, all the all the money and draft picks and everything they need to uh, to add to this. This run is going to be – it's going to pay for itself in so many different ways in that, you know, we've seen – the Cronkies have been have been to games. They're showing up. They've already given a green light for the organization to spend a bunch of money this summer. Like there's going to be an opportunity for them to go for it. Mm-hmm. Truly, truly, truly go for it. And it's all on the back of all of this. And I could not be more excited uh, about about the future and the present. They're two two. Yeah, in the second round against San Jose. They win this and they're in the conference finals and they're they sit today ten wins from the Stanley Cup. <laughs> like it's... they're they're ten wins. They've gone six and three in the postseason. Like this is this I'm I'm done doubting. I'm done I'm done finding whatever reason uh to to continue to pick nets. They're here. They're flawed, but so is everybody else. There is no reason this team is not in the second round of a much deeper run right now. They've still got work to do, but that's the attitude that they have. They aren't satisfied. They aren't looking at any of this. They understand that there's more to do, that there's something bigger, that there's a brighter there's a brighter future tomorrow as long as they put in the work and do the job today. This is a team that, that gets it, man. It's a young team that understands they're the, that's the most dangerous combination. They get what they're playing for. They know what they want to do. And they're driven by the right kind of personalities. There's just enough hatred of losing in that locker room right now that I think, I think that this is going to be the core group that is going to, is going to bring the next cup to Denver. Yeah. I feel comfortable saying that if they do not win a Stanley cup in the next three to five years, it will be a disappointment. And it, and to be honest with you, man, given how strange this season is, it might start this year. This, I mean, it, why not? There isn't a good reason why the team isn't in that position. They punched Calgary in the mouth. They're doing the same thing with San Jose right now. Like San Jose was their is, would have been their biggest roadblock in the entire in the entire bracket. San Jose team that stylistically horrible matchup for them experience everything. San Jose checked all the boxes of red flags that you really, really worry about. And the abs are right there. They're two and two. They're, they're in a best of three with these guys. We could be talking four days from now. We could be talking about them resting up and preparing for the Western conference finals. So that's a realistic possibility. It's not even me shooting my shot. It's not even a, it's not a moonshot. It's none of that. That's a realistic possibility. We live in that reality right now. Uh, last night, walking out of Pepsi Center, uh, heard someone chanting, "We want the cup." And someone I was with said, "Whoa, let's not get carried away." 
Why not? And in my head, I said, well, well, it's not even why not. It, that's not what's, what's so funny is that's no longer carried away to your right. point. You're 10 wins out. That's not like this is, you know, game one, round one, and you won a game and you're feeling good. Right. This is you're in it. And, 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 and we're about to be down to seven teams and you're one of them. Uh, you know, it's, it's extremely, extremely exciting, man. And you know what? I I was going to take a look around the rest of the league, but I I loved everything you said there. And I think that's a great place to leave, uh, leave this week. It's such an exciting time. I, you know, I, I work with people who never watched an abs game in their life, never watched hockey and, and, and every day. I come in when, when, when I walk into work, I've got people, Oh my gosh, what a game. Oh, that goal was awesome. The whole town has, has avalanche fever and, and it's, it's dude, it's just so fun. It's just so fun. And, uh, I, I can't wait for tomorrow and maybe all of this is over in four days and maybe we say, um, we did get ahead of ourselves, but Holy smokes, how can you not be just, beside yourself excited uh for i i don't i don't know man i don't know how you could be anything but super amped up that this is happening this is you're always nervous when you go into a series especially against a team like san jose with its history and its experience and its high-end talent and all those things right you're always worried about getting into the series and being for real and oh man because if this is 3-1 we're having a different conversation today right 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 but it's not it's two two. They've they've won two and they've lost two in this series. They're in this thing, and it's not. And and the series has been close. This is everything that I thought. So I thought game one of the series was very much like Nashville last year, right? Like weirdly similar. Yep, all the way Nashville. down to the goal scorers. <laughs> like it was it was very very similar. And then I thought, well, let's see how this plays out. Let's see how much they've learned in this situation and what it looks like when, you know, a year later, when they're, when they're in a very similar spot. And then instead of coming back home down to nothing and chasing the series, they came back one, one, they got down two one. They didn't feel sorry for themselves. They got back to work. I feel like that's like the phrase that will define this team is that they just kept getting back to work. They kept responding they kept bouncing back, and I don't know if other teams are expecting them to go away, but this was the part in the series last year. This was the time when Nashville finally took the abs seriously and blew them out of the water. I don't think that's going to happen in this series. I don't – I just don't – it's been too even through four games where I just don't – I don't see San Jose separating. I just don't think I don't think that they're clearly better than Colorado. Last especially thing, without Joe Pavelski, man. Last thing here, and uh, I think uh, you addressed it a little bit earlier on Twitter, uh, but it's something I've had multiple conversations in the last uh, twenty-four hours, eh, twenty hours about is. Every game that this goes deeper, don't you feel like it turns the it tilts the advantage just just ever so slightly more in the Avs direction? 
San Jose played seven very, mm-hmm. very physical grinding games in the first round. It took them overtime in, in, in the seventh game, and they had to play two nights later. They've been playing playoff physical, playoff hockey every other night for almost four weeks now. The fact that this is going to six, in my opinion, is good news for the Avs. You got to keep your legs moving. You got to take advantage of playing at altitude. Kale McCarr played 40-something games this year in college. He should have the freshest legs on the ice. You've got younger legs. Keep playing physical. Keep San Jose on the boards. Keep grinding them down. And the farther along this series goes, the better shape you're in, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's going to go six minimum. And I picked them in seven in our in our preseason or in our uh, prediction show. Mm-hmm. I picked them in seven because I thought that the series would look a lot like this, where – you know, they were going to, there was going to be punch, counter punch. They were going to go back and forth. And ultimately, man, I just, I just think that Colorado is going to be able to wear them down. You know, Pete DeBoer was asked in his presser last night about that, uh, about conditioning. And he said, oh, well, it's still early in the playoffs. We have a long way to go. And I'm sorry, but that sure felt like a guy that's not taking his opponent very seriously. He's yeah. a guy, he's looking, he's still looking ahead. Oh, you have a long way to go? Dog, your season could be over in three days. Well, and and that was my thing coming into the series. Watching them in that seventh game, it was this, this team looks so tired for how early in the playoffs it is. And, and uh, so it's fine to hear Peter DeBoer say, oh, well, it's still early. We're good. It's like your guys, your guys look look awfully tired for you saying that it's early and now maybe they'll come out with a ton of energy the next two games and take care of business. But I'll be honest with you, man, even if the sharks get past the abs, I have a hard time believing this is their year just because I think they're going to run out of gas. Uh, if it's, if it's not this, if it's not this series, um, I, I, I think it's going to be, uh, sooner. Yeah, I mean, they might, they might run out of gas. Um, but I, I think just, I, I think Colorado is going to be the, the the biggest problem for them left out in the West. Uh, I think if San Jose wins this, whoever wins this series, I think goes to the Cup Finals. Personally, well, the, well there you go, folks. Um, we're going to go and get AJ out of here. guaranteeing a Western Conference Final victory. Obviously, there you That's go. Totally what I just said. That's what he just did. So <laughs> take it to the bank. Uh, anybody who's heading to Vegas anytime soon, make sure you uh, make sure you take that with you. Uh, Vegas is believing too. Did you see that they jumped? The, they've jumped the abs up there. I instead of being the second that. to last team, uh, they just the money has come in so heavily on Colorado uh, that Colorado was now like has like the fourth best odds instead of being second to last uh, <laughs> next to Dallas. Well, there you go, man. It's uh, it's wild times. We're gonna go and get out of here for the weekend watch party tomorrow night at Blake Street Tavern for game number five. Come down and join uh, all of your, not just BSN Avalanche. uh, Honestly, man, all of BSN Denver is showing up. Make sure you get online at RSVP so you can be entered to win uh, tickets. And we will see you guys there. For Adrian Dater, who will be in San Jose tomorrow, make sure you're staying locked to bsndenver.com. And AJ Hayfley, I'm Jesse Montano. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Thank you guys all so much for listening.